Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy podcast. You have now entered the next level. All right, so I got I got two stories, and then and I don't know where we're going with the podcast, but it's been I'm having a good time. So I got two stories. So Christina walks up, and we're walking stages in the was it day two, like day one or day two? Day one, I think. All right, so day one. So we're walking stages, and uh, I I just have my radio on. I wasn't even talking to anybody, and and I'm I'm very blunt with them. Like with Christina and Craig, I am super blunt. Like if they ask me a question, I'm like, yeah, do this, because they know me. They don't. I don't need to sugarcoat, which I don't anyway. But I don't need to go, hey, Christina, you know, do. I just go, hey, listen, you, you know, your footwork sucked right there. Stand up, you know, you look at your balance or whatever. And she goes, okay, cool, and then she fixes it, right? So it's not. It, they're my friends. I know it's not like I'm coming to a, a paying student and going, Hey buddy, you're doing awesome. But no, I don't talk like that. Anyway, I want you to talk to me like that. Next I'm going to try. I'm going to try that. And it's <laughs> never going to work. Cause I'm going to be like, just disgusted. <laughs> I'm going to think I'm terminal got terminal cancer or something. And you're trying to be hey, nice. Buddy, hey buddy. And just a little pat on the back. Like, come on, man, you got this. So like, uh, so we're walking stages and they don't know Christina's my friend. Like, obviously they, they don't, they don't watch the podcast for sure. <laughs> so me and Craig are walking the stage and Christina's like really way behind. Cause she's always on time, never late. So, um, so she's following behind us and we're on the stage walking. Well, as Craig and I are walking the stage, you know, we're finishing and I, I go to leave cause I was done doing what I need to do. I was going to the next stage. And Christina walks up to me, I don't know, maybe five minutes later. And she goes, uh, yeah, man, there was some guy over there. One guy was like, Hey, you know, who that is that's Tom Castro. And the other guy goes, Oh yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> so the best part for me is I'm like, point him out, point him out to me. Like for a couple of different reasons, I I'm never going to go fight somebody. So that I don't want it to sound like that, but one, I, I want to know who he is so I can see who's fake to me. That's one. Cause there's a lot of fake mother effers in this sport. Um, number two, I wanted to ask him why I was an asshole. <laughs> and the only reason I wanted to know is because I just want to know, is it something that I've said to you personally, or is it just something you've watched online that you don't like? Cause that's okay. It, you know, everybody's, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. That's something you've seen online. It's something he's heard from somebody. Yeah. And that's usually how or it works. They, something yeah. That, yeah. I, you know what? I personally, I had a couple people just be like, so nasty to me on the range i'm just like what is going on like it my first right like place i shot a match ever and they were like so nasty to me and they thought i dogged on a new shooter which is obviously something i do yeah like you're very rude you're up very and I'm like, mean. you suck you should quit like <laughs> no but i was just like oh did he shoot? did he forget something or this and all i did was ask and they both thought i was just being nasty to them because I said something out loud and they took it out of context. Oh, no way. No one would ever do that. Thinking <laughs> I was dogging and talking smack about a new shooter trying out there, trying their best right. in this like, very intimidating thing. How often is that the case with you? I think it's very, so if, if that's even the case, if that's a huge, big IF, if that's even the case, with you that they just overhear and mistake your directness or something like that it's more likely something they heard and that's just tom i was like on defense when i first shot with you i i was and now you're my best friend so yeah. and one of the nicest most encouraging most positive people in the sport yeah i just i've been doing this for almost five years and it's i'm pretty simple right? I'm pretty honest. I don't lie. I don't have to. So today, story number two, today I'm shooting at a match. I'm at a, a local club and actually the club that I ran for three years, myself, Matt and John were involved with this for three years, right? We busted our ass 90 degree heat. We're out there killing ourselves. And at the last month I was doing it all by myself, nine, 10 o'clock at night, building stages, putting up 10 activators on stages for no other reason than other. I just wanted to have a great match. So today, I a buddy comes up to me and goes, hey, man, this guy back here is talking shit about you. Because So just so everybody knows, I walked away from my local match. I can't run the local match anymore. I'm too busy. So for three months, and this is not an exaggeration, boys and girls, for three months, I was running two matches by myself. John was in the military or is in the military. So he was in and out. I was in and out, right? So we were kind of in and out, both of us. He would run it one week. I would run it the next whenever I was in town and vice versa, same for him. So the, the very last month 
I ran every single match by myself or last two months. I ran every single match. So I had four matches all by myself. Very difficult to get help. Obviously, if any of you have ever run a match, you guys understand how this is as a volunteer sport. Um, and me as a leader, I don't care what you build, just build something. You know, if you want, if you can come early, awesome, do it, do your thing, whatever. So for three months though, I asked, Hey guys, I'm going to be out of town for three months straight. I'm not going to be here to build matches. I can't do it. So I need somebody just to volunteer to take them over for those weekends or whatever. Um, you, I'll give you the keys, access. You can make the money. I don't give a shit. I just, I need somebody to take over that can run a match. You don't have to do it full time. I just need somebody to do it while I'm out of town. So great. Everything was fine. Not a single person volunteered to take over the match. No problem. I get it. So I decided I'm just going to not run the match because I'm not there. No one else is going to be there. So I can't do it. So I basically had to stop running the match and then that was it. So today guy comes over and he's talking shit saying that I abandoned the match or abandoned the range. <laughs> so I am done. I'm, I'm really done guys. I'm, I'm done with people shitting on me. Uh, questioning my integrity. I've had enough. I, I've been in this sport for five years and I still have a bunch of bullshit in the state of Florida. Unfortunately, there's a few clubs in this sport that just have really shitty human beings in it. And it's just part of life. You're going to deal with that. And I've done really good just not talking about or ignoring it. Well, you know what? I'm going to call you son of a bitches out from now on. So he decides to say something. Well, I walk right up to him and I said, Hey, you know, if you have a question about how it actually went, just look me in my face and ask me. I was like, because what you just said is bullshit. I didn't abandon this. I said, I did this for three years straight and no one here would help me or volunteer. So don't tell me that I abandoned this. I asked for three months if everybody would come and help me cover the cover this while I was gone or out of town. When I went out of town, that was all there was to it. I can't just, oh, okay, I've got to just, I got to worry about this local match when I have to make a living. That's not how it works. So as the conversation went, I was cordial. I just, I wasn't very nice. I wasn't going to sit there and kiss this guy's ass, but I basically told him he, he even says to me, he has the balls to say to me, see, I'm getting irritated now. He has the balls to say to me that I didn't post anything on practice score or online that I wasn't going to run the match anymore. My response was very simple. I don't have to explain shit to you or anyone else. I asked all I needed to ask for people to run this match. I don't need to explain myself or how my life works or how the job works or anything. You either want to help out or you don't want to help out. Great news. I walked away from the conversation. I don't dislike the guy. I've actually, I've actually always liked him. He's always been a nice guy. But the fact that he has that information tells me that other people are running their mouth about things that aren't true that I did at that place, period. And that's okay. Because I expected it. It's just how this how this state works. There's a lot of shitty people in Florida, unfortunately, and that's just how it works. This is a very toxic place down here in Florida when it comes to USPSA. Not everywhere, not, and there's a lot of great people here, but there are quite a few people that run shit in this area that are really dicks. Okay, that being said, I have dedicated five years of work to this sport. Five years, not one day, not one month, five years I have put into this sport as an RO. I was a certified CRO. I actually was thinking about becoming a range master. <laughs> what a no, ever, ever, ever will I have a certification ever again. There's reasons why, because they can use it against you. Ask half the guys that are CROs, uh, ye men who got kicked out oh, of the sport yeah. because of it. Yeah. So never again will I dedicate myself to that. I actually stopped running my local because... And I'll, I'll say it this way. I'll say it this way because I'm, I'm going to try to just chill out a little bit. There is a reason why you don't see top grandmasters, like the top 1% of this sport, shooting your local match. Because unfortunately, there's so much bullshit and drama in this sport that they don't want it. They don't want to have their name ex exposed to it. They don't want to be near it. So right now, because I decided to confront this person instead of just letting him run my name in the dirt, I probably look like the asshole, but I'm good with it because I'm obviously an asshole. <laughs> I don't think the top 1%. So first of all, the top 1% does shoot their local matches, but some don't because they're busy getting paid shooting other things. Most but of them don't shoot locals, Christina. They're, most of them don't. 
trust me they don't if you, yeah. you like jj lives in florida and never shoots our local matches yes i granted he, he's traveling or whatever but there are times when he's in town he just doesn't shoot our locals like, so. probably like what this a year or less that's okay that's still five locals that he could have shot i mean i'm here i, I shot this weekend and i could have skipped it less than a year probably Maybe. I mean, I'm the same way, but I still try to shoot my locals. I enjoy my locals because I get to hang out with my friends. I get to hang out with my students. I get to, I enjoy the local. It's what brought me to the sport in the first place. I've probably shot less than this in a year, but yeah. that's because of my schedule. Right. And that's, again, it's, it, I'm not saying that no, oh, no, no one percenters or top percent shoot that don't shoot locals. I'm just saying that the majority of them don't. You're not seeing Max Michelle shoot them. You're not seeing these guys shoot them because there's a lot of bullshit that comes along with them a lot of times, right? It, 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 unfortunately, and maybe it's just I'm jaded because of where I sh where I have to deal with. But it, it's it's pretty insulting that I spent five years busting my ass in this sport and someone questions my work ethic in this game. Now, and I don't have to explain myself to anybody. It just really pisses me off when you question. <laughs> like I would just run off. Right. After putting all that time, months and months of me doing that shit by myself, John being out of town, then me going out of town, then John coming back and having to run the match. One person running that match and you're going to say I ran. It just I can't stand fake people. And it, there's a lot of them in this sport, baby. <laughs> See, I, I shouldn't have started getting on this shit. <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I don't like the way I feel about this. I don't, it just makes me have a sour taste about this sport. You know, I mean, it does. It gives me a sour taste about this sport because those people surround me and they always, it just seems like they all love to bring that shit to my face and bring that drama, right? But let me rephrase that. They don't bring it to my face, right? They don't bring it to my face. They don't have the balls to do what they need to do. They just start, talk behind my back. They run me down. They ruin my reputation. It's just the way it works, unfortunately. You're making your own reputation. Absolutely. Damn right I am. And that's my favorite part because I, I see the growth of my business. I see the growth of everything that I do, right? It's They can't stop that. And that's what's so awesome about it. Like, they just, they can't stop it. And that's what's been so great to see that. So this is a spicy podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this yeah. is a little spicy. I don't usually get into these. So um, you guys got anything else? probably a good way to end it <laughs> oh you mentioned wanting to talk about post area one what do you mean like oh after oh yeah, yeah that's right that's we right. got to see some so, of the montana right let's talk a little bit about we'll get onto a positive note since i i like to talk yes. about positive shit so christina was our ringleader at the match so she got myself and Craig to kind of stick around for a little bit on, on our last day there. And we got to spend some time in Montana, which was actually something that I would have liked to have done. Um, but I've been traveling for a lot. So uh, uh, traveling a lot. So I'm like, all right, man, listen, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time, but I'm really glad we did. So one of my experiences in life has been paintball. I used to travel around and do paintball with my wife and, and um, you know, I, I made professional for, I don't know, a couple of matches, a year, whatever it was. So I got the experience of traveling around and getting to enjoy the United States. I haven't done that in this sport. I haven't, like, it's literally range, house, range, house, range, house. So it's like you never really get to enjoy the matches or, or the state that you go to. Some states maybe not worth traveling around to go see. Um, but we were in Montana, and we were lucky enough that our flight – actually, we'll talk about that too. We were pretty lucky that our flight was until 6 on Monday. So we got up 6 early and didn't leave the house till late. Late. Um, but we ended up driving up to – what was that called? Black uh, – what was it? Bear Claw or Black Claw? Pass. Bear tooth pass. I wasn't even close, guys. <laughs> it's so memorable. I can't remember where I went. So we went to Bear Tooth Pass, and it was pretty awesome. Like it, it I've always liked the mountains. I'm a big mountain guy. I prefer like, like I like the mountains over the ocean. Well, blah blah. I've already seen. Oh, I just like Colorado. It's all the same. Well, it is the same. It's just mountains. Christina's acting like this is like like the greatest. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's mountains on the left. 
Mount the most right? notorious uh, highway in America. And we were cool. super close. And the coolest thing is there's still snowing up there, which is there's snow on the top of the mountain, oh, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Miami 60, boy right it was there. 60 degrees. I mean, we're coming from 98 degree weather and it's 60, 60 degrees up there with it was awesome. Beautiful. Eleven thousand feet elevation. When yeah, we lots of shit. Literally shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh we climbed God. up on the rocks. We climbed groundhog. up on some rocks to get some pictures, and there was uh, groundhog shit groundhog everywhere, like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that was a that was really fun though. I enjoyed that. I'm glad we did that because I don't. Yeah. I forgot what it was like to travel around and actually like enjoy some of the time because I know when we did paintball, we would always go to like we would go to Chicago, and I, we would go downtown. Uh, obviously I was young. I didn't understand how bad that area was, but we would go downtown, you know, go to real steak restaurants, try their food. Like we got to enjoy, um, we got to enjoy the areas that we would go to. So like, this was really cool. We went in, I, I, uh, we got to go into a couple of different restaurants and try some different stuff. They had some, you know, little small towns. It, it was a lot of fun. I, it, and so the reason I bring it up is because make sure that you find that time to enjoy your trip. Don't just make it about shooting. Like what makes a trip memorable is not just the shooting, right? Like there's so many other things about where we go that if you just venture out for an hour or whatever it is, you'll see a whole nother place that you've never been to. And it's something that I, I I'm going to try to do more of. I just, it's, it's something that I, I, I guess that little fire came back for like that little vacation. It's not really a vacation because I'm working, but it's like, oh man, you know what? Maybe I will sneak some of those in here and there and, and try to check out those places. Cause it's, it's really cool. Like the fact that we got to do that and then, you know, jump on the airplane. <laughs> so it was like, that wouldn't have happened. Fly if all night. didn't talk us into it. Yeah. Fly all night. Yeah. That was another Wonderful. thing. We, that was a huge sacrifice. Like, listen to me and just do what I say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not yeah. shooting. I'm talking about outside of it it'll be good it'll be good this coming oh, yeah. this coming from a way. woman who Wolf. never sleeps <laughs> yeah. like when Can't i'm dead to... especially when the match is over you don't need to sleep it's not what would they do oh, yeah Huh. Greg, Greg goes, oh yeah. So, so I will tell you because I'm lucky enough for what I do for a living, um, but I do travel a lot. So I pay for it physically. I slept for two days straight. <laughs> Craig called me and goes, dude, I was like, bro, I, I, I'm not talking. Gotta go. <laughs> like I just, I couldn't stay awake for day one. But that being said, we got pretty fortunate that we left at six that night because the flight at, that happened in the morning, they overbooked it by, I think they said 15 flights or something <laughs> ridiculous. Poor Chris Workman. Seats, yeah. yeah. Workman, <laughs> he was stuck with us. He was there first thing in the morning, stuck with us at night at six. It was, that was crazy. Actually, he didn't even leave till one, yeah. I don't think. No. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, flying has been definitely the, uh, it's the biggest snafu with what I do for a living. Cause it, it, unfortunately it like the idiots come to the top, baby, like the cream of the crop are, are right there when it comes to dumb. And what I mean by dumb is it's pretty simple. If you've never flown with a gun, super simple, get there two hours early, two Christine. hours, not 20 minutes, 20 Christina, minutes, two hours. So yeah, the dude. reason why you get there two hours early is to make sure your guns get checked in properly. If there's any questions on how you packed your stuff, they'll, they'll answer it while you're there. You don't have any crazy, like you've already checked into security and then you got to come back. Most of that stuff gets done before you even get to TSA. Uh, the other thing about getting there early is you take a lot of stress off yourself. Flying with guns is stressful only because you're worried about your equipment and your gear. Other thing is that I'm changing this year that I just changed. Thanks to Craig and Christina is I'm putting an air tag in my, I'm getting a Samsung tag since I have an Android, a real phone. Um, I will be putting those in my bags to track my bags. Crazy part is Christina and Craig flew on the same connecting flights, flew from Fort Lauderdale together on the same plane, sitting next to each other and her bag didn't make it. And his did. My gun, my yes, gun. the guns. Yeah. Another good reason why you leave a day early because that flight that came in the next day. So we had her bag. So we had her gun. No problem. No questions asked. But again, <laughs> you fly in the day of the match or the night and then come in in that morning. You're screwed. You, you don't have your gear. You yeah. don't have your gun. You're sitting there borrowing equipment on a major match that you spend thousands of dollars for. So, again, get there a little early. And the cool thing with the with the air tag and the smart tag is I knew the second I walked off the plane. 
okay, cool. My bag's here. You know, I already knew you could see it, you know, which is nice. And, and in my opinion, and, and this is just a, haven't used them yet, but I will be uh, on the next flight here coming up in a week. Look before you leave that airport <laughs> that they're in the plane with you. And if they're not, you need to tell somebody, Hey, my bag's not here. Because if you look before this, before you leave, they will find your bag. I guarantee it. You just got to say something to them early enough. You can't say, Hey, we're taking off. Hey, my bag's not here. You ask, you get early and you'll find that bag. They'll, they'll make, make sure that that bag's on the plane. Hopefully they don't, a lot of times they don't give a shit. So have you done that before? No, that's what I just said. I'm going to, I'm going to do that with the tag. But again, if you can tell if the bag's there, right? So you can at least mention it. They might not listen to you, but at least you're giving yourself a chance to get the bag. Right. So there's no reason that your bag didn't make it when it was literally right next to Craig's. What's that? The plane doesn't get there till, you know, right before you leave. So, but yeah, maybe, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to check it next time, but yeah. that's why I come day early. So. Yeah. You should definitely always check to see if it's there because it, it definitely takes a lot of stress off of you if you have it. Um, another thing about flying with, that, that frustrates me with flying is like, just get in the plane. Like, I swear to God, since they started charging for baggage, everybody brings everything they own onto the plane. So now you like they're they're like you can't find any space above you it's just such a mess and it's like just get in the plane shut the hell up put your bag away and sit down it's that simple and for whatever reason the boarding and deboarding of a plane is just so difficult for people to understand how easy it is I mean, who cares tom you just sit and wait or stand and wait it doesn't matter we this all comes walk. from a girl who's always late, so she doesn't give a shit about how long it takes to get there. <laughs> no, giving a shit won't change anything, anything. It won't change anything. So, I mean, ideally, <laughs> I don't have something that I have to put in overhead bin, so I just sit while everybody stands in line. Just stand. 20 minutes before the plane's boarding. Plane. 20 I minutes. She's texting me. I'm pulling into the parking lot. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> no uber so i don't have to come from the parking lot kind and enduring you know we're just i mean i don't know what we can say we we're kind of nurturing the entire time i mean we didn't say anything to you at all about anything except for christina you're amazing you're so perfect <laughs> we love you you're you're awesome you're doing so good i mean i wish my life was as organized as yours this is so awesome <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the rating is on this podcast, but we can't even say. <laughs> oh, we can't say all the other things. Yeah, all the kind and nurturing things y'all said to me all weekend. <laughs> so Christina was very distracted with all the comebacks she had to come back with <laughs> for the entire weekend. Because, I like, Craig was so mean. I try to tell him, like, dude, you got to take it easy on her, man. Like she, she's in a, a very fragile situation right now. She just lost her dog. She's not feeling good. And he just, he just kept hammering her. He with just gave up and coming. just started drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, well, enough of this. We're going to, we're going to the liquor store, right? Okay, great. <laughs> it gets worse when I get tired too. I get start cracking like jokes left and right. And uh, I will say Christina picked a amazing house. Like we had the opportunity yeah. to stay in Airbnb. It was awesome. And it was about 23 minutes out of it like town. Was awesome. It was worth every Very minute nice. of extra drive. Cause the drive, Very nice. let me tell you something, 23 minutes in Montana where we yeah. were compared to 23 minutes where I live, yeah. I'll take it all day long. There isn't a single car on the road. Like, and if there is, you're kind of like, Oh, cool. I'm just going to go around him on this two lane road. But this, the, mountains. the full moon, it, it was awesome. Other than the, I made full use of that hot tub. Yeah. Hot tub, dude. Hot tub. That, that place was pretty odd. <laughs> the only thing that I didn't like about the house, not a single door worked. Like all the doors were swollen. So they, you could like, if you try to wake up, like walk out the door quiet, it was like, it's like, what? And like, I'm not getting out of this room quietly. It was, it was the worst doors I've ever seen. Well, coming as a contractor, I'm just like, man, you guys got to shave these up. But, um, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a, it was a great trip. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, it's unfortunate that it'll be a one-time shot for me because how much it costs it just financially isn't worth to go back right it, it's not worth it it's just a very expensive match. A championship under your belt now uh, yeah i'm excited i'm happy that i won the area championship but i also paid for that area championship heavily out of my pocket and it's just not at some point 
matches have to be financially feasible, right? Like if you're talking about for someone to come out of from out of state, $3,000 is what I think I ended up spending on that match. That's a shit ton of money for a match. I just don't count. We know, we know, Christina, we know, but it's like, you got to understand like that place because of where it's at is a $300 a day for a car rental, like a shitty ass car, not even like a good one. It's extremely expensive to go to that match. So a great place, highly recommend the match, highly recommend, you know, the location. It's just, you better treat it like a very, very nice vacation because it's it's going to cost you a lot of money. Food's expensive. It's, it's just not, I mean, I, I don't know if they're all like that, but I hate to say this, but I even think California is cheaper than than that place. And that's pretty bad for me to say that. Only flight and the, well, and the rental. Everything's flight, cheaper. Flight and the rental, that was, that was the costly thing. Christina, there. I've gone to California for an entire week and spent less money going there than I did for going to Montana. Yeah, and you're giving your money to a POS government. So good for you. Good, good on your communism. Congratulations. I love, I love Christina's like her, her like whole concept of spending money is nothing to her. She's like, well, it's, I didn't spend that much because I'm by myself. And it's like, you just spent all the same money I did. That shit was expensive to go there. It's an expensive that, place. I'd rather give it to a state that cares about freedom than one that hates all of us. So you know much. who I'd like to give it to my wallet. My Keep my money. <laughs> I keep my money. I don't exactly. want to spend the money. It's not worth it. It's great match, guys. Highly recommend it. Um, I, I know last year they put it in Washington. I'm sure it was just as expensive. Um, but but you know, again, great facility. I, I really really liked the range. It was awesome. It, it was just really nice. You know, everything was great. I have no complaints about Area One. The few concerns I had, I have a solutions for. I already said it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the match. It just financially it just and actually their entry fee wasn't bad it was only 200 bucks so for a local damn dude you you gotta go like it's well worth the match i think they had 30 guns let's talk about that for a second i think they said they had 30 guns to give out that's crazy for an area match that's pretty impressive they were giving presses away mark seven was given uh discount codes for their stuff like a couple thousand dollars off like they were really like they had a great prize package like everything was pretty awesome when it comes to that. Um, good, cool trophies. That was something that they you don't always get. Uh, but you know, again, somebody I heard somebody complain about the trophy when we were there. I'm like, goodness, you just like, okay, here's my wooden plaque. No, I'll take this the head of a of a buffalo all day long instead yeah, of that. That's pretty cool, man. No, it was a cool looking trophy. Yeah. It was something different, something I actually would hang on my wall. So it, it's just there's you know you're never gonna make everybody happy. But it was, I really enjoyed the match. I had a great time with you two. Um, it was probably one of the best experiences overall because we all got to hang out. That, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the trip. We had a couple of guests that were with us that were awesome. We had Bill and uh, Paul, Paula. Paula. Yeah, they were cool. yeah. So they were yeah. awesome. I never met her before. So that was unusual. Usually I don't stay with people I've never met. And she was great. Everybody was awesome. It was a good time, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. We had our own kitchen, got to cook. So saved uh, like $5 there. So that was awesome. Christina's face of just cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. I shaking his head. breakfast one morning. I was like, no, we're eating here. You're probably blown away by that. You're like, what? Not going out to eat? I don't understand. Only because you wanted to go to Bear Tooth Claw or whatever the hell you call yeah. it. <laughs> you didn't care about You're saving money. Welcome. You didn't care about saving You're time. Welcome. You're welcome. You, You're welcome. I love how she just took credit for something that she wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Said, see, I was thinking about you guys. I've said multiple times. You had not, and I knew you should. You're welcome. Oh, man. This is awesome. It's so awesome. Streets are hard. <laughs> oh man, it's awesome. All right, guys. You have anything else? Nope. Going right. to Key West tomorrow for the week. You, you want to shout out your sponsors that you never talk about? You scumbag. Craig. Craig, you're yes. up. Do you want uh, to talk about your sponsors? Yes. I'm sponsored by Dimension Machine <laughs> and um He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um 
there's a lot of people that ask me and they, they ask, you know, it's another, it's not another topic, but the flat point bullets, right? And a lot of guys like, how do they run the PCC? Man, they run, dude. I have, I don't have jams in that thing. So those bullets just run. Length? Huh? What's your bullet length? 1.125 or, or, or 2.8, whatever. Yeah, right around there. 1.125? Yeah. Yeah, 1.128, whatever. Well, you're pretty lucky. Yeah, they just run, dude. I mean, they run. Now, uh, it's a 147-grain bullet. I mean, the thing runs on my gun. I love it. And then um, uh, Dimension Machining, you know, obviously, I, I think that's the best PCC on the market right now. Again, I know I haven't shot a JP5. I know they're good. I know they're really good. But um, I think Dave makes an awesome PCC. So um, if you're in the market, if you guys see us, any of the DaVinci guys on the range, you're more than welcome to try the guns out. I bring extra bullets. We, I, you know, no one tried it out at, at Area 1. And I told a bunch of people, but um, area six, we had quite a few people try them out. So if you, you know, NAS, whatever you want to try them out, um, I have extra bullets. You know, you're more than welcome to shoot it. So. The top three shooters all were shooting Da Vinci, baby. Top four. Yeah. Top four. Yeah. Oh, yes. Top four. We don't yeah. talk about the fourth guy. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, get him with your list, baby. Come on, get him. Mm -hmm. we well, <laughs> uh, it was awesome. Two of, my sponsors were at the match Da Vinci Machining and Hunter's HD Gold. So I love it when uh, the people that support me are at the match supporting the match and the shooters. And that's, that's uh, why we're a team. Uh, that now Outdoor Dynamics, uh, they supported me, uh, Josh, Joshua Cardenas and um, Joey out there all the both those guys uh won their divisions out there uh so it was cool to see some teammates out there and uh, i really appreciate the support from outdoor dynamics da vinci and hunters just supporting uspsa despite its uh problems and and me and my teammates so it was awesome everything runs the dg9 eats and definitely eats outdoor dynamics uh ammo so it really uh it really 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 takes the stress off to know that your gear and ammo is gonna run it's huge i i used to not have that <laughs> and now i do have that and it is one one of the biggest game changers so highly yeah do you you guys both shoot the racker you have the side racker yeah yes yeah not a fan of that but uh, i know a lot of people like it so i just i personally don't like it so cardenas took his off because i i mean he runs an ar a lot in the military and he would not want to deviate you know so for me it gets in my way um i i actually feel it like sometimes it'll hit my arm depending on the angle but that's just because of the way i hold the rifle um and I don't like how much stuff it pisses out on me. Like, I don't like all the stuff on me. Like it's always pissing powder on me and stuff. And I don't like it. It's, it's like dirty. It's just dirtier, but. Uh, I've never had that, really, which is interesting. It, it, it runs really well. I, I really like the way it runs. Like I, I it, like the gun's exactly the same. It's just that he, he does a cutout on the side of his to where the, the bolt, yeah. the actual uh, handle on the side of the bolt actually slides back and forth actuates with the bolt so it's coming out of, like it's you can see the bolt moving forward and backwards with the the handle on the side so it's it, it works great you don't have any like special handle or anything like some of the jps i'll have like this big honky thing on the side that you know but the bolt it the, it doesn't move with the bolt so it's it's kind of nice that it doesn't but you have this big thing on the side of the gun that sticks out the where when you grab it but i just i don't to me, the difference in the racker and not a racker makes is nothing to me. Cause I just, where I grab the gun, it's actually here. The only reason I could see a racker being faster is if you have to pick the gun up, but it, I don't, I pick the gun up with two hands usually anyway. So it doesn't really make much of a difference for me. Um, that's just me personally. I just, I've never been a big fan, like of thumb rests or rackers or any of that kind of stuff on even my pistols. I just don't, I don't use any of it. So. I've never had um blow. You know what? I, maybe the thing is with SWAT, like we run suppressed. You get shit blown back in your face yeah, all you're probably the time. used to it all yeah it, it doesn't yeah, yeah so it's, definitely it's doing real it. bad <laughs> especially on automatic like you're yeah. i mean it's just like in your face yeah. so maybe maybe there there is and i don't even notice it i've well, christina, never noticed christina will walk away with like 
black shit all over her face from the from the gun like literally just and and depending on which way you're turning it to like if you tilt it up like this to go around a lean or something is the more exposed it is to you you know so again it is it is what it is it's just personal choice i also thoroughly cleaned my match gun very much so and i was pretty impressed with the decreased amount of splatter everybody write this down right now it is August 6th at 9.20 p.m. that Christina admitted that it's better if she cleans her gun. Just want to make sure this is on record from now. This is on a podcast forever. So it's pretty amazing that she admitted that somebody else might be right, that her gun should be clean and it works better. She got yelled at by her sponsor for that, actually. (laughs) It just is messy. (laughs) Um, I will say um, keeping a clean PCC is a big deal. Uh, I know a lot of people don't think you have to clean guns and, and, and yes, you might not have to. I know mechanics, um, you can rock the hell out of a canic from like for thousands of rounds and not have to clean it. You know how I know? Cause I huh. beat my gun up pretty good the for DD9. classes. The, the can't the, yes, you can run the Da Vinci for sure. Dirty, but here's the issue. Eventually it's going to get you. Okay. It's a blowback. Yeah, it's gonna yes, it's gonna get yes. you. And you get the right amount of crud in the right amount of spots, and you're gonna have jams, period. You might have one, but that's all it takes to screw you for a whole match. So again, it's better to take care of your equipment early, uh, be ready for matches before the match and not at the match. I'm I have a buddy of mine, Peter, who at area one probably cost himself the B class open title at area one because he didn't change his battery before the match. So Let's just round it down because it sounds better. I spent $2,000, more, 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 by the way, $2,000 to go to area one. And it was a $4 battery that cost him a championship trophy. Poor guy's face, like he's not feeling that now. You're going to go ahead and blow him up Um, on the bus. I hope (laughs) that that when he hears this, this is a painful memory. I got you, Peter. This guy's a jerk, man. Tom's such an asshole. I hope that this is a painful memory for him that he will never mistake that, make that mistake again, because you spent thousands of dollars to do this match and you chimped out, cheaped out on a $4 battery. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it's an overall concept. You should be eliminating all failure factors that are, that you can control batteries. You can control cleaning guns. You can control sighting in your gun. You can control showing up to the match early. You can control all those things are in your airport early. You can control. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, dude. You're going to travel and spend the money. All those things you can control. You can't control how someone else shoots everything else you can, you know? So I agree. What'd you say? That I can't control how I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> this. So easy. Hey, Tom, we'll just give her five or six more hottie toddies. She'll be fine. <laughs> oh, she was rocking the hottie toddies to get feel better at the match, wasn't she? No, I was in the mountains, mountain man's cure. That's for oh, yeah. ingredient. Glib, 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 glib. <laughs> that's the most that's oh, part man. of the mountain man's cure. It helps. That was uh I'll tell you what, girl, you are, you are a lot of fun to hang out with though. You, you make it a lot of fun. It's, it's definitely entertaining when you're around. That's for sure. And, and usually it's us being entertained by you, (laughs) not us entertaining you. (laughs) You're definitely, uh, you definitely have us laughing. That's for sure. It was a lot of fun. That's for sure. But, um, so I want to thank a couple of people. Uh, my big thing, and actually, this has been actually a big, 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 big breakthrough and time saver for me right now has been outdoor dynamics. I cannot tell you how amazing John is. So I'll give you kind of an example. <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but I'm proud of how he takes care of me. So I want to give him a big shout out. I called him after my area one match and I said, hey, man, I need ammo for Montana class, Michigan class coming up. So he takes care of, I, I, I take care of him and he takes care of me for my ma- all my class ammo. He's supplying me all my class ammo now. So I called him up and said, hey man, I need match ammo for, or class ammo for Montana. <laughs> I don't think that text went through for 30 seconds. He goes, Tom, <laughs> I'm like, not enough time. <laughs> so he's like, no, no, dude, not enough time. He still got it done. Like sent it, I think he sent it the very next day. 
Like I had a, a shipping label. It was already made. He took care of me and got it. Cause I, I use, I send him my bullets cause I shoot brass monkey bullets. So I, I send him my bullets and everything rocks. Like I send him my bullets because I love brass monkey bullets. I've been using them for years. So I, I just trust their equipment. I love the profile of it, the weight of it. Everything's awesome. I know exactly what it's supposed to chrono. I know how it's supposed to shoot. So I've been sending him my bullets and then he uses whatever powder he uses. So I've been able to get him to chrono my ammo and everything and send it to my classes it's been a big, big, giant, like weight off my chest or back, whatever you want to call it, that I don't have to worry about flying with a thousand rounds. I fly with, I take a thousand rounds to my class because I believe, truly believe that you learn more in this sport by shooting or seeing examples of me shooting it. And I don't mean me going, Hey, watch what I can do. Cause I can't stand the fact that there are people that do that. But if somebody asks me for an example, I'm on call, right? If you ask me to do this, or if I need to show an example a little bit more or make something, I'm also a big audio guy. So I shoot a lot of rounds in my class because I want you to understand and lock it in before you leave my class. It's very important to me. I've actually gotten to the point where I used to not shoot my stages at all. And then I've had so many students ask me to shoot the stage so they can see me run it or video me. And I, I'm big about video. So obviously I, I want them to video my stages so they can compare them. But I will shoot my stages that I put up so that they can see what they're not doing or what they should do or and so on and so forth. And that always goes perfect. I mean, the one thing as a coach that sucks is you definitely put yourself out there to mess up a lot, right? In front of people. Because every time you pick the gun up, you can screw up, right? I could have a bad draw, a bad grip or whatever it is. But I, I learn a lot. I teach a lot that way. A lot of people learn from my mistakes. They say, oh, he didn't quit just because he had a bad draw. No, I just kept going and worked with it. There's a lot of people that don't feel that unless they see it. They got to understand that you're going to make mistakes as a, as a grandmaster because we do. Everybody does. I don't care who you are. We all make mistakes. So John's really helped me out with that a lot. That's been huge for me to not have to, you know, take, make my ammo. I haven't been able, I haven't had time. I've been gone for three months. I've barely had time to make ammo for majors or whatever. So that's been a big deal. The other thing is, is I make all my own match ammo still. And uh, Mark 7, man, like I cannot stress enough to you how much time that saves me. I made a thousand rounds the day before I left <laughs> to, to Area 1 and not a single jam, not a single problem. Everything was just perfect because of that press. I mean, it's once you set it, you kind of set it and forget it. It's It's been pretty amazing. I, I mean, the press that I have right now, I just took it in to get some maintenance on it after 500,000 rounds. I have a half a million rounds on one press. <laughs> what press do you have, Tom? I have the Evolution. I use the Evolution. So I have more of a commercial grade press. Um, I The Evolution at the time was the first press or one of the first presses that they came out with. So I bought that. I don't know. I think I've been running that press for almost four years. So I started at the very beginning with Mark seven was never sponsored by them until this year, but I, I can't stress about how amazing their product is They're The guys that work there, John Vlager, uh, Tom, J J Jason, all these guys down there are awesome. They take care of everybody. It's a pretty awesome company to deal with. The other thing is, is dude, they support me. Like they actually post my videos. They post stuff that I do. You don't get that from everybody. You just don't get that from a lot of places. I mean, dude, I, I promote the shit out of USPSA and I don't get a single share for anything I do. So it just kind of shows you like, you know, companies like that, man, you got to believe in them, right? John from Outdoor Dynamics, he's always posting my stuff if I tag him. It's just companies like that mean a lot to me because they don't have to support me, right? They don't have to believe in what I'm doing or the what I'm creating. And the fact that they do is pretty amazing. It, it's pretty awesome. Um. Zero sports. I don't, I don't really talk a lot about my sponsors. I mean, you guys see them. I have them, but Ray from zero sports. If you're looking for a Jersey, I don't know why you're wearing any other Jersey. I really don't. The money you're going to save the, the way that they communicate, they actually call you back. Like there's a big company that sponsors USPSA that doesn't call you back. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, the jerseys are well underneath their prices uh, and, and they're easy to work with. They'll design the jersey for you. They have all kinds of options. They'll pretty much make whatever you want. And they're all lightweight. So coming from Florida, trust me, you, you really start to figure out what's a good jersey and what's, a not, what's not a good jersey 
really quick. So highly recommend them. And uh, I think that's it, man. I'm uh, ready to go. I'm uh, we're getting ready for PCC nationals this year. I will be shooting the Da Vinci DG nine that I've been shooting for the last five years or four years, I guess it is. I think I've been shooting for him for almost four years. So I'll be shooting Da Vinci and uh, I'm excited. Started practicing with PCC, had to put the pistol down for a little bit. So I'm not happy about it. Just saying. <laughs> but it's, I'm ready. You better switch that mindset coach. Today Get in good. the game, coach. Get serious. You're about to PCC. Be one with PCC. There's no three points of contact. <laughs> go one point of contact. You're just one. Get in Christina's it. Christina's ghetto Love side it. just came Love out, it. bro. You see that ghetto Love side? That That's that Miami. What? 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 <laughs> I, uh, I will definitely be... Um, uh, today, I shot a local match, and uh, it felt a lot better. It, it definitely felt like, oh, man, okay. I, I remember this thing now. Um, it takes a lot to change over for me because, you know, at the speed I'm trying to go, it, there's the little techniques that you don't really use anymore or forget. Uh, and the PCC for sure is affected by your body a lot more than the rip pistol. Like it, everything just jams. It just that little movement. The gun just really wobbles a lot um, that you wouldn't have with the pistol. So there's a lot, a lot more forgiveness with the pistol when it comes to, uh, you know, small minor mistakes with the rifle. <laughs> Some bitch will drive you into the no shoot in a millisecond. It, it's pretty crazy. You can sweep a target very easy because there's no real recoil. Like there's some, but there's not like you can sweep a target real fast if your timing's off. So, but yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm excited about, I'm excited about the rest of the year. So I'll be shooting. Um, actually, before we go, let's talk about your matches. What do you, where are you going next, Christina? Area eight. The what else you got after that? Area Nat Nationals. That's all you got left? Uh, USPSA Nationals and then IPSC Nationals. Awesome. You're shooting PCC for all of that, I'm assuming, yes? Yes. Okay. Craig, what do you got next, bro? Um, PCC Nats, IPSC Nats, um, the uh, Florida sectional, end of the year. Um, oh, yeah. Signed up. And then uh, I think January, you know, state match, Pan Am, all that stuff. Is coming up so pan Am, oh that's next year though yeah oh, okay um so i will be shooting area eight next which comes up in a few weeks i think right what is it three weeks or two weeks whatever it is so i'll be shooting area eight pcc for the rest of the i will be shooting pcc until i get to nationals so it's peace area eight then nationals then then i'm shooting an awesome, I wish I would have brought it in here, a Masterpiece Arms limited major gun at Ironsides Nationals, which I am, John's sending me ammo. I think I just got the uh, the 40 ammo shipping label today. I will be practicing some of that in between PCC and I'll be shooting limited in between just to kind of get used to the Ironsides again since it's been so long. And then I will be going back to carry optics for area two. Yes, area two. Then Ipsic Nationals is the week after that, and I'll, I'll I'll go back to carry optics and stick with that. So I just I've got some unfinished business with PCC first. Obviously, uh, I set my goals very high when I started this sport, and it happened to be with that rifle. So um, I know I talk a lot of trash about it because I'm not super excited because I still have unfinished business with carry optics, and it's something that I just I really enjoy the pistol more. But um, trust me, I'll, I'll be putting some work in. I've got a couple of training days already planned and ready to go for nationals. Um, I won't come unprepared this year. That's for sure. So last year I, I ended up with six and I, I did not come prepared. So I will, that's something else I learned this year is I will no longer go and put myself out there without being ready. That's why I went to area one and didn't shoot PCC. I went to area one and shot carry optics because I had been training nothing but carry optics in classes. I never even picked up the rifle. And uh, I told Christina, I said, she was so mad at her. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, Christina, I'm going to go in there and get my ass kicked. If I go in there with a rifle, I'm not prepared. I haven't shot the rifle enough. I'm not going to do that to myself because all I'm going to do is get pissed. I'm going to be mad at myself. Well, I was anyway, <laughs> but so at least, but I would have been way more mad because I, and like Craig said earlier, set yourself up for, for success. Don't set yourself up for failure. And you don't do that by switching guns every, every week, you know, every week I see guys at the local matches where I'm like, dude, you were just shooting open really well. Why'd you switch to, to PCC? why'd you switch from why'd you switch from pcc when you were crushing it and go to carry optics or, or or production or unless you're shooting for a nationals why are you switching 
and yeah, I mean, I get it. Everybody does this for what they do it for and they do it for fun, but it's like, man, you just literally threw that, that whole opportunity away to, to really get, you know, hit those breakthroughs. So, you know, not everybody's fortunate enough to, to be good at all guns. You know, it takes practice to get there, but oh, I guess the podcast is over. Christina's out of liquor. Is that a hottie toddy? Uh, there's water, but I did drink some whiskey in this before. I swear to God, if you ever talk to us ever again, you and think Christina's an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't care. I'm I'm an I'm an ER nurse. That's like a given. We don't we don't get through nursing without substances. Give me a break. You are a casual drinker, though. It's pretty awesome. I, I didn't feel like I once had to go, Christina, you're you're drunk. Like, you're really good. So it was awesome. She's an adult. She goes, I'm an adult. <laughs> you guys got to watch the YouTube video just for this last clip. And actually, I'll post this on Instagram because I got to show Craig's face just for the face of um, the endure, the endurment and the uh, the absolute face of love and passion. Oh, that oh, he yeah. has. <laughs> yeah, you know? Kind of nurturing. The kind of nurturing face that he just did of the absolute eye roll. Okay. <laughs> the best part is we know the real Christina. Yeah. Here's a this is a small taste of the monumental amount of crap I got the entire area one. But <laughs> it I was awesome. We kept her distracted the whole time. It was awesome. We we kept her happy, hopefully. And uh we had a lot of fun. It was a good time. We really enjoyed uh I really enjoyed the trip and uh I love you guys, man. I, I you guys make this sport good. I'm always glad that I get to talk to you because I always have somebody that I can be myself around and I can just come talk to you guys about all the bull. And you guys have seen all the worst shit that they've tried to do to me here. So. And you two both like, so I don't know what I would have done out without you guys for area one. And even beforehand, both you guys were calling me and checking on me after like one, like the hardest day of my entire life. So thank you so much. I love you guys truly. Well, I know one thing. You would have been late without us. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> Craig just, again, with the head roll. Let's go. Um, okay. We'll end the podcast right. on that. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. If you love Night. the podcast, please hit me up. I really need to know. I, um, I just... I, I don't want to waste my time doing these. So if you guys love the podcast, thumbs up, follow, subscribe. Oh, another dirty thing I usually never do. So, but yeah, I really appreciate you guys. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I get a little emotional about this, but thank you very much for all of the support. I cannot tell you how much it means to me when I get messages and comments and all the things that you guys give me back. It, it makes it feel like it's worthwhile. And, and I put a lot of effort into this and I don't always get paid for all this. So I, I just remember what it was like to be a new shooter or a B class or a C class guy that didn't have that help. And I hope that I'm that guy that gets you to the next level, even if you never take a class. So, all right, guys, if you have any questions, hit me up in those comments and I'll see you on the range. <laughs>